And welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show here on a Monday afternoon. Just about uh, halfway through the hour, 4 o'clock. Maybe a little bit over halfway through the hour, 4 o'clock. Ward White sitting in for Matt Mosley, Aaron Sexton alongside me. And joining us now from Blogging the Boys in ESPN San Antonio, R.J. Ochoa. R.J., good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon, Ward. Great to be with you. Um, hope your day's going well. Thank you. It is. It's uh, It's nice and sunny and, well, it could be cooler, but it's nice and sunny. How about that? You know, that's how they all are these days. <laughs> nice and sunny. <laughs> R.J., we are just a few days away from training camp getting going. The scale of 1 to 10, R.J. Ochoa's excitement level. You know, I mean, as somebody whose job it is to create content around this team, 10. Um, you know, the offseason can, can be a bit of a desert sometimes. Um, I will say, you know, my, my Cowboys fandom uh, really took off when I was in high school, I would say. And this is one of the, the least, you know, kind of pumped or lowest sort of pumped up level I've ever had. Normally it's a man. I can't believe it's it's only March. Can't believe it's only April. Uh, you know, and, and so this this has just been a really lackadaisical off season. And so there is this kind of wow, this got here kind of quick emotion to it. Um, and and I you know I do suppose there is this this anxiousness to see okay are are the Cowboys right in, in everything that they believed? I mean this is their opportunity to kind of prove us uh, all wrong a little bit. So. I'm, I may be the most curious, uh, most open-minded in that sense than I've ever been uh, with training camp on the horizon. What is the best move in R.J. Ochoa's mind that the Cowboys made in the offseason? Oh, my gosh. Um, that is a tough question. That is, uh, you know, like, hey, you know, honey, where do you want to go for dinner? Level <laughs> of, uh, we all know that answer. Uh, <laughs> right. Um you know, you, you could argue retaining Michael Gallup. Um, you could argue not paying an exorbitant amount of money to Dalton Schultz. Um, I, I think that you probably have to say it's finding a way to work things out with Demarcus Lawrence and not letting him get away too, because, you know, people are understandably and admittedly a little bit down on the roster. And that's, you know, due to the loss of Randy Gregory in part, if they had lost Demarcus Lawrence, as well. It, I mean, this, and, and the draft maybe looks a little bit different if that's the case, but if that had happened, I mean, it's, it's really difficult to, to kind of figure out how there would be any kind of excitement. I mean, obviously Michael Parsons is there. Um, and, and there were, there were rumors that they were, they were going to move on entirely from him. So either getting out of their own way or finding a way to, to satisfy everybody is probably the, the thing that I would give them the most credit for. Okay. RJ, I'm going to go the other direction for you. The worst move in your mind for the Cowboys in the off season. Or do we know yet? Well, I mean, we certainly don't know the exact worst, but I think, you know, people would argue trading away Amari Cooper. Uh, people would argue cutting Lyle Collins. People would argue, um, you know, the fallout with Randy Gregory. And I, I think not to cheat and, and say it's, it's the collective, but I think it's the, the mismanagement of things. You know, the, Dalton Schultz is a different example, but, you know, had the Cowboys had the foresight a year ago to say, you know what, let's let's give let's pay this dude now, let's let's kind of bite the bull, let's let's pay him a little bit, you know, now ahead of time. They would not be at the bargaining table with him where he's wanting fourteen, fifteen million dollars a year because of, of the way the market exists. And so if they'd had that foresight with him, with Michael Gallup, with Randy Gregory, I mean those players would, would still be on their team in all likelihood. And, and and when it comes to Amari, I think that's probably the answer if you have to pick one single move. And it isn't just that they traded him away. It's, it's the way with which it happened. I mean, 
it, it, they, they very, very obviously completely miscalculated the market for wide receivers in today's NFL. I mean, you look at, at what so many receivers went for. Obviously, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill are cut above the rest, but they went for, for treasure chest hauls. And, you know, but, but Marquise Brown went for a first-round pick. A.J. Brown went for a first-round pick. And I, I'm not, you know, saying or intimating that Amari Cooper is any of those players, but he is not worth simply what was effectively a fifth-round pick. And, you know, they telegraphed that not just in the offseason, but, but basically from the moment he returned in November of last year, that, that he was not going to be a part of their team. And, and I think kind of, you know, highlighting the writing on the wall was, was maybe their downfall in that sense. R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys with us here on ESPN Central Texas. R.J., is, is there an upset for so many years Then it's been not good for the last couple of years? It, is there anything that you can look at this offensive line, R.J., and say, I'm encouraged about this. I think this offensive line can get back to being one of the top three or four offensive lines in the NFL? I think the, the point of hope or the, the lottery ticket you're kind of hoping that you're sitting on is Tyler Smith, right? Like maybe the Cowboys did it again. Maybe they proved everybody right. Maybe this really is Travis Frederick where, where everybody kind of hated on them for the pick, but that they got the last laugh in the end. But that's kind of it, um, you know, and, and that's, you know, I, I, I feel like the, the Cowboys have, um, there's, there's so many things that could go wrong, right? Like there's so many massive, you know, kind of, loose cornerstones of their foundation that if one thing like that goes awry, then, then the whole season can kind of come tumbling down and, and they are in, in many ways counting on Tyron Smith staying healthy for an entire season, which he hasn't done since 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're in many ways counting on Terrence Steele surviving, not just from a health standpoint, but, but being a legitimate starting right tackle on the NFL, which he has been before. Um, but, you know, they cut Lyle Collins to, to prove their point or whatever, and they're, they're making a lot of these bets, and they're kind of paying off credit cards with credit cards and hoping that they can just get to get to payday, you know, get to the next paycheck and kind of go to the bank and, and square up. But, um, I, I mean, that would be the upside is that, that they found a diamond in the rough and that he's going to help stabilize things. And, and you, could, you could argue that for a lot of things. You could say, well, you know, because you can find an example in NFL history to support any sort of hypothesis, but the overwhelming likelihood is that one of these cornerstones is going to fall apart somewhere and then they're going to have to overcompensate them. Right now, I, I don't know who their swing tackle is. I mean, again, Tyron Smith is very likely going to miss time, and I don't know – you know, it's probably Josh Ball who they took in the fourth round last year, and, and that's despite his character concerns. But he's, you know, he has no real NFL experience. And, you know, this is supposed to be a year where you think you can win the Super Bowl and, and your, your dude who is one breath away has no NFL experience, essentially. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a weird way to go about this. RJ, do you know how far along Michael Gallup is and – if it looks like he won't be ready for the start of the season, what does that mean for their receiver room? Because behind C.D. Lamb, they basically have uh, Brown and the rookie that they drafted. And is there a chance that they could sign some? And I feel dumb for even asking this, but is there a chance that they could sign someone like Julio Jones? You know, I um, I would love that. And, and it's, you know, obviously Julio's a big name and, and you know, a legend. And, and so there's, there's that, you know, kind of fun factor to it. But, um, you know, the Cowboys have been really mum about Michael Gallup and his, his injury status, but they have themselves intimated that he could miss time at the beginning of the regular season. And so that has, has you know, this entire offseason to me hinted that, that 
you know, my, my own personal guess is it's, it's probably maybe we're looking at two to four weeks. I mean, that, that seems kind of in, in the, in the range of the way they're talking about this, but you never know. I mean, he could, he could wake up tomorrow and, and just kind of be a modern, you know, miracle from a medicinal standpoint. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's, you know, that's, that's another thing. I mean, they, they have crowned CD lamb and, and obviously he's an incredibly talented player and, and has had some incredible moments in the NFL, but he has, has not, you know, had to really fight to be the team's alpha wide receiver. Like he has been given the role of, um, and without Michael Gallup, I mean, they are, they're a creek. <laughs> I mean, and that's, they, they have not, <laughs> you know, and that's, it goes back to all of these, these positions they, they have not hedged their bets anywhere. And NFL roster making and decision allows you to do that. There, there's no rule saying you can't have, you know, a surplus of, of wide receivers, you know, in the event that, you know, one of them's not healthy. And that's just now, right? Like we're just sitting here in the mid July saying, well, what are they going to do if Michael Gallup's out weeks one through four or whatever? And okay, cool. But what if, what if that, you know, what if in week two, Michael Gallup's still, still out and CD lamb has sprained his ankle or, or twisted his ankle, whatever. Now, what are you doing? I mean, they are just completely banking on everything working in a vacuum because they wanted to. And so, yeah, I think Julio would, would bring, you know, stability to this, this group at this point in time, it's, it's CD lamb, it's Jalen Tolbert, it's James Washington, who they signed in free agency, who was also, you know, injured uh, throughout OTAs. I mean, it's, you know, and, and maybe they are finally going to incorporate Tony Pollard in, in that facet. That would be nice to see, but you know, it's just, they have all of these avenues and resources of team building. Um, it's just questionable that they would choose to, to try to thread this needle, this specific way. RJ, we talk every year about hot seats in college football, college basketball, NFL, more than anywhere else. Is Mike McCarthy going into this season with his backside pretty warm? Is he on a hot seat? And, and how long is that lease? Is it anywhere near as long as Jason Garrett's was? Well, you know, Jason Garrett was a chosen son of the organization, right? And so, I, I mean, I think that that inherently kind of made his leash longer. The fact that his father worked for the team, that he kind of grew up in the team as a player and then as an offensive coordinator, you know, it, it was, he was, you know, the chosen one in so many ways. And so, um, I, and, and, you know, I mentioned, you know, my, my like, you know, insane Cowboys fandom really began when I was in high school. You know, I, if, if I look back, even back to those days, you know, generally speaking, in seasons following the Cowboys having won the division or had some sort of success, there is nothing but hype. I, I have in my lifetime never experienced a, a situation like this where the Cowboys won double digit games last year, won the NFC East, you know, were, were the best in the NFL in, in this, that, and the other metric. And, and people think they're just utter trash right now. Um, and it's difficult, right? It's difficult to argue against the things that we've been talking about for the last few minutes here and how they sort of deteriorated and gutted their own roster willfully, purposely, and, and, and consciously and in full and, and uh, uh, alleged sound mind. Um, and so, you know, I don't ever buy into the conspiracy theories of like, oh, they, they don't want to win. They just want to make money. Or, you know, the most vogue conspiracy theory lately is they're just setting this up for Sean Payton, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, I find those those types of theories to be ridiculous and silly, but I'll tell you what, in, in my professional life and just personal life following the Cowboys, I, I have never had this much difficulty diffusing those sort of conspiracy theories because mm -hmm. it's hard. It's, it's hard not to believe that there isn't, I mean, these are things are not necessarily illogical, but they're so void of logic that it's difficult to understand how, how they would feel like this is the best way to go about it. Um, and so I, I really feel for Mike McCarthy. I, I truly do. It's, it's not an easy thing to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. 
And there's nothing he has ever done professionally that he has ever been given any credit for because a long time ago, he lost a PR battle to Aaron Rodgers, who is insanely talented. And so in all likelihood, the Cowboys will flounder this year. I don't see any way he's fired before the season ends. And if they don't reach their ultimate goal, you know, some, somebody has to pay for it. And, and his, you know, he's not in the will. And so, so <laughs> I, I mean, um, he, he ultimately will be the one, I think. RJ Ochoa blogging the boys in ESPN San Antonio with us here on this Monday afternoon. RJ, I certainly appreciate you hopping on, spending a little bit of time with me this afternoon. Uh, have a great week. Enjoy the kids. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Stay cool. All right. There he goes. RJ Ochoa. Logging the boys, stay cool. That's funny. There are a lot of people that that are very knowledgeable about the Cowboys that you can get on to talk to, and a lot of people that I enjoy talking to about the Cowboys, and RJ is absolutely my favorite. Yeah, he's he's outstanding. Yep. He is outstanding. He keeps it he keeps it real. He's not gonna throw anything out there that is fanfare. He'll he'll tell you like it is how the Cowboys do. And he's a huge fan, or he wouldn't be following the Cowboys like that. But he's also a realist.